Like notes through the hourglass. These are the songs of our lives. Welcome to the latest episode of Songs of Our Lives. I am Brad Rose. I am a musician, a composer, a writer, the founder of Foxy Digitalis, and somebody who thinks about and obsesses about music and sound far more than is healthy. Each week I invite on a guest, sometimes it's a musician, sometimes it's somebody else that I know in some sort of creative field, I don't know, somebody who loves music as much as I do, and we talk about songs that were important to them and have left their mark. This week, I'm excited to have on uh, composer, um, scorer, I don't know how to, I still don't know how to say the word. Anyway, it's Zach Robinson. Woo! Yeah. Um, Zach Robinson was recently on an episode of the Foxy Digitals podcast where I did a oral history of um, the, a song that he wrote, co-wrote back 10 years ago, his DAD project. And, and that's where Zach first came on my radar was with that project, but he, his career now, his day job is doing music for TV and film. Um, he's most notably known for doing the music for the Cobra Kai series on Netflix, but he's also done, um, the, the weird owl movie and a bunch of other things. And on November 30th, so just a few days ago, he, uh, a, a new series that he did the music for called obliterated uh, started on Netflix. And so what perfect timing to have Zach on the show and obliterated. It looks like a lot of good, clean family fun. And by good, clean family fun, I mean, no, it looks violent and funny and very like if you were, I feel like if you were into sort of nineties action tropes and stuff, and like, especially for someone like me who grew up on that stuff, this looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to watching it. Um, and I know the music is going to be awesome. So anyway, um, yeah, check out, check out the DAD album too, but just if you know, Zach's doing a lot of really cool stuff and it's really, it's, it's really cool to, you know, see how his own voice is finding its place in the work he's doing now, collaborating with other people, you know, other like filmmakers and directors and all, all those people. So Anyway, uh, yeah, this was a lot of fun. We we did the we had a scheduling mix up, and we were like, "Oh crap!" But we got through it. And I think it actually, it kind of, it just it made it somehow it made it more fun. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense, but that's what happened. So anyway, we recorded this on Zoom and had a great time. And I hope you enjoy it. All right, my guest today is a musician and a film and TV composer whose work a lot of people probably recognize from Cobra Kai, um, from the Weird Al movie, but Foxy Digitalis folks maybe most know you from DAD, especially <laughs> recently here. Um, it is Zach Robinson. How's it going? 
Amazing. Thank you uh, for having me. And that DAD thing, the Love Will Make You Stay Water Street came out amazing. It was really fun to listen. I like listened to it. That was the whole thing. I wanted to hear Sheree and awesome. Charlie. Um, it was so, so much it was fun. fun. It was fun. Yeah, I was like I said, I'd never done one of those. And I was like, I don't know what I'm getting into. But it was when I was putting it together, I was like, oh, man, this is this is great. This is so well, it's fun, fun never... for me, too. It's fun to like hear it, hear like an oral history of like how it went yeah. down and hear their perspectives on it. So I really enjoyed it. Awesome. Um, so I, obviously, as we talked about on there, DAD has sort of most likely run its course. Um, but you are very busy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what? Uh, so like, I guess what are you, what have you been working on? <laughs> so I am, I am a composer for film and TV now full time, which is what I've always wanted to do. DAD was not the end goal, unfortunately, <laughs> but I am doing what I've always wanted to do, which I'm very blessed and fortunate to be doing. Um, and, uh, so yeah, I do, I do the music for Cobra Kai, which I've done since 2018 now, and we're about to hit oh, our wow. final season, six season. Um, and uh, I did the the Weird Now Yankovic story, which came out last year, um, which I got an Emmy nomination for, which is awesome. Oh man! And That's amazing. Thanks. And we actually just found out the album got nominated for a Grammy too, which is oh man, fucking insane. <laughs> um, it helps when your name. It helps when your name is next to Weird Al Yankovic. I gotta say. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I did the Twisted Metal TV series this year. I did a show called Florida Man. I did a documentary series called Wrestlers on Netflix, and I've got a new show coming out. I don't know when this episode's going to come out, but November thirtieth, I have a new Netflix show called Obliterated that is coming out that I am very excited for. Super, super fun. Great soundtrack. Awesome. Yeah. I'm. I, I watched the. I guess the trailer for that, I think. Um, and it, I'm pretty stoked to check it out. It's like a really, the trailer does not do it justice. It is, it okay. is a very hard R, just like supremely raunchy, funny action show. I, there's nothing oh, else like it on, on TV. It's very, very funny. That's awesome. How, uh, so, you know, I mean, again, like a lot of people listening to this, like from the Foxy D world are going to be most aware of like your synth wave stuff. And, um, and like, you know, a lot of the Cobra Kai stuff kind of is in that realm, but it feels, it feels like you've, I mean, you've, you do more than that, right? Like it's, <laughs> yeah. um, is that like, is that as you go forward and get deeper into this, are you excited about exploring like different sound worlds and totally, I mean, well, that's the beauty of my job. Like, that's what I love yeah. the most about my job. And that I mean, I'm actually very fortunate as a composer that I work on a diverse like portfolio mm -hmm. of projects because it's not fun to kind of just clock in and clock out even if you're like composing and it's cool it's not fun to just like show up and you know i always think of uh, jason siegel and forgetting sarah marshall like if you remember mm -hmm. him composing just yes. like crying compose like <laughs> um and so i you know i love i love synthwave and that kind of like turned into cobra kai in this way and i talked about it in the oral history mm -hmm. um but you know the weird owl movie was like a 1990 style alan silvestri score a la forrest gump or like thomas newman right. shawshank redemption like su super different obliterated is like a hardcore edm soundtrack with like orchestra oh, um like really like it's it's like i describe it as like a 90s han zimmer score like meets david Guetta. uh it's oh, just wow. like all over the place so it's it's so so fun my job is so fun and 
I love all different styles of music, which you will soon mm-hmm. discover. Yeah. Um, and so many different songs have influenced me, uh, and styles have influenced me. I don't, I don't dislike any styles of music. I mean, I prefer oh, yes. some worse to sure. others, but I'm always so open. And I actually think a, there's a lot of composers that don't, that don't feel that way. And I think like one of my strengths as a composer is like, I can work with a client and they can bring up any musical mm-hmm. artist or, or act or genre and i can i can at least connect with it but even if i don't know right. a ton i can at least connect and, yeah. make, and know what characteristics make that genre yeah well, and i think one of the that's you know talking about your you know you're into all sorts of stuff like everything and i think and, and you talked about this a little bit i can't remember if it ended up in the actual or history or was like on the cutting room floor, if you will. But you were talking about how you've like, you haven't felt the need to can like do more DAD because you can like your voice is in these projects and you get to explore that through these projects. And so I imagine that that, yeah, that just seems really cool. Cause it becomes, it's like a different kind of collaboration in a way, like than what most of us as musicians are maybe used to hundred percent. Yeah. That's, it's really like, it's a, you know, it sounds cheesy, but it's just like a forever education, like just like learn, you're always learning. You're always like digesting new things. And part of the reason why I love the house and mountain guys so much is like they, Doug and Max are, have always been so good about discovering new music and getting like really Mm -hmm. into the music they discover. Um, and I, I kind of love that. I don't have as strong of a community out here in LA that like right. does that kind of digging. Yeah. Yeah. The, in, you know, one of the best things for me have like doing this show, I think this is about the 14th or 15th one I've recorded at this point is cause like, you know, most people know Foxy Digitalis and the stuff I do is for like experimental stuff and more out there stuff. But I love a lot of shit. Like I'm, you know, and I mean, I do I also have a podcast. I do a weekly podcast where it's entirely about the band Rancid. So, okay. Uh, <laughs> but I, like, I, I love getting to explore that and hear other people. You know, it's, it's always really interesting people from all different backgrounds who make different, you know, way out there stuff. People love the, like everything, you know, I mean, it's, yep. it rules. Yeah, um, for sure. Okay. Well, let's, let's dive into it. Let's just go and we'll, as always, start at the beginning and go all the way back to what is the, what's the first song that you remember? Okay. So, uh, the first song I remember is kind of an inside joke with me and my wife now, because it is so (laughs) fucking random. Um, (laughs) it is a song called conjuring the number seven by a band called Mannheim steamroller, which if you don't know Mannheim steamroller. I don't even know how to describe Like, I'm literally going on their Wikipedia right now because I want to see... Oh, it's a <laughs> neoclassical New Age music ensemble. That's actually a pretty appropriate way to look at it. They are best known for, like, their kind of Christmas. They have a lot of, like, Christmas stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I think I is, think like, really well known. that's where I know the name from is... Yeah. yeah so this <laughs> song uh, is really fucking weird. And, um, it, I, I don't, honestly, when I listen to it, I don't even know who it's for, but my dad had the cassette and he used to play it growing up. And I remember listening to it like every single night. Um, oh, man. and it was that. And then also Prokofiev's Peter and the Wolf, like those, those two things are, I just remember <laughs> the most for sure. Yeah. I, 
like I, I I know Mannheim Studio, I know the Christmas thing, but I don't think I don't know if I've ever heard this. And it I, when I was listening to it, I guess it was yesterday or maybe it was I don't know earlier today. I was just like, what in the world is this? I know my wife just like we're in the car and she's just like, man, I really just you know I gotta listen to something chill and she'll just like put this song on. I and love it's, it. Uh, it's it's a it doesn't the song is weird. It's just a weird yeah. song, but that it, is yeah. my memory. And I love, and so in Peter and the Wolf, like I, I feel that piece like in every fiber of my being. Cause I have very early, mm-hmm. I don't have like specific memories of it, but it's like, I know I have memories of it, if that makes sense. And it's, of course. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it's like perfect. <laughs> it, it's a legend. I mean, it's also just so proto film music, right? Like every, yeah. everything's like a motif and every all the animals have their own instruments and it's just kind of that like very elementary education on yeah. scoring in a way so and i haven't listened to it in a long long time you know as maybe an adult but right. um i should listen to it you totally should it, i i hadn't listened to it in a while either until this and it, it hits different as an adult sure <laughs> it's, yeah um, i want to listen to it yeah it's cool um and uh, it, and it does, and it's a good segue because it, it made me pretty emotional listening to it because it was this, you know, I, it takes you back very viscerally to this place. But um, so with that, what is the song? What is the song that makes you cry? And are you are you much of a crier? So I'm not much of a crier and okay. I am just not much. I don't know why I'm not much of a crier. I'm sure my wife's a therapist could dive into that. <laughs> um, but the song that makes me cry is the song that most recently made me cry. And by the way, this will be a theme of, of this discussion yeah. today is I got married in May. So, oh, wow. Okay. Um, just like heaven was played. I mean, honestly, I even get emotional, like just talking about this, but like, <laughs> just like heaven was our recessional. So oh, we kissed man. and then That's everyone amazing. is cheering at 180 people at the wedding and like everyone's cheering. And then, you know, just like heaven it- starts playing. And, oh my god and we make it and we make it to the to the back room and i fucking break down i just like <laughs> i hear just like heaven and it's just a beautiful song and mm-hmm. i love that like the music that we had was was really like fun kind of like mm-hmm. emotional like it wasn't you know i don't know it wasn't so maudlin or anything but it was it right. was it was just like a beautiful moment so that song 100 oh percent makes me cry <laughs> that is that is awesome. I'm yeah. just imagining like the moment, like, and especially the way it begins and how just that. And yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. And yeah, man, it's, uh, I seriously, I get like for Clint, like as I um, think about it. I can yeah. imagine. I mean, it's <laughs> thinking about that. And I mean, I've been, God, I've been married for 20 years now and mm. like, but still like, you know, we have those songs and yeah, I can't 20 years in there are certain songs that just <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, yeah well there's another what? one on this list we'll get to that is also like okay. that is uh, I'm just kind of uh, like are you a big cure fan I'm a big cure guy. I fan we're we're yeah. both we're we're very we're we're big post punk goth family over here I kind of wish I was goth um I don't have the <laughs> Bonus to do it um fully but i am i we are just a both both a big a big new wave post-punk goth uh dark wave kind of family over here man i feel that i have had <laughs> lots of moments in my life where like i 
wish I had the guts to. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Both our moms are really into the cure. My our moms are for sure not goths, but like they just, you know, both of them say the eighties were, were their decade, quote unquote. And I think we've I just grew up on on new waves. So it's always kind of just been a part of part of the family. That's awesome. Man. Oh, oh God, that is a wedding processional song. That is recessional. 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 Right. Recession. Right. We'll yes. get to the processional later. Okay. All right foreshadowing here we go um okay well on the flip side of that what's the song that always puts you in a better mood all right so do you know t-square i did not know this song until okay you're welcome this... wow yeah uh so <laughs> t-square is a japanese fusion band from the 80s of course and uh, uh if you're fans of cassiopeia they're kind of the the brother band to t-square and they do a lot of okay. collabs and stuff it's you know, it's super high octane, fun Japanese style city pop fusion, and this song is in particular just a very like you listen to it and you cannot help but smile. Oh. Um, and you know, I, 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 there's, a, there's what I love about. I also grew up on like you know '90s video game music, just like playing mm-hmm. games and stuff, and like a lot of these guys who were in these Japanese fusion bands went on oh. and score and scored video games so like you listen to this and wow. i mean it sounds yeah. like mario kart um yeah. so there's this like double kind of like it feels good and then it is also nostalgic kind of um but i love i love this song omens of love um and i actually when i was in high school for some crazy reason uh, we had a graduation like not at graduation ceremony but we had this thing like honoring the class so like the whole school was there and and they asked me to pick the the two songs they played. And I, as a 18 year old, I picked this song and everyone incredible. loved it. Oh um, my God. So I, How could I, you not? I mean, I know it's true. Oh, it's true. Let's see. Yeah, one of my notes here is like, if, well, cause there's, I mean, throughout the whole song, but like that lead synth part. And then it is so, if that doesn't put a smile on your face, like shit. I'm totally. sorry for what you are going through right now I because know. it's got to be bad. <laughs> and it plays like, you know, it, that's played on Yui and electronic wind instruments. So it's like, imagine like a cool saxophone yeah. player, like playing that synth line. And the guitar oh solo is great. It's, it's just a really good song. And I don't know, I yeah. don't know why it's called Omens of Love. So <laughs> where did, like, how did you first hear this? Just I, when I you... discovered this kind of stuff, YouTube, 2007 yeah. like i was just diving down i saw i found cassiopeia and then i was like all right how do i find more of this and <laughs> that was that the rest is history man yeah it is it is so good oh yeah. god I, I need to hear more of it like yeah i i probably listen to this i don't know you sent me your list i think on monday and it's wednesday so i've, I've probably listened to this like almost like a dozen times since amazing then. amazing um i can't wait to, i need to play it i hadn't had a chance but i need to play it for my kid because i think <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what she'll think. She's 10. I don't know. She'll, okay. she'll, and all she wants to listen to right now is Taylor Swift. So that's fair. Like, that's totally yeah. fair. This is yeah. not Taylor but, Swift, but all no, right. No, I'm still going to try. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, what is objectively, objectively the best song of all time? Okay. This is, <laughs> I obviously just a ridiculous question, but I, yes. This is the there's I had to just go with something that was I've been having a lot. It was like a very recency bias type thing. So okay. my pick is my heart will go on by Celine Dion. 
I don't oh, know when the, yes. when I don't know when the last time any of y'all have listened to this song because I hadn't listened in maybe what like sincerely listened in like 15 years probably and I put it on like a week ago just I was like uh-huh. oh, I was listening to James Horner who's the composer for Titanic and I was like I'm gonna listen to my my heart will go on and holy shit it's like yeah. and no wonder this was like the biggest song of the 20th century like right. It, it 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 is not only production wise does it sound amazing. I think it's just a quote unquote pop song. It is just brilliantly constructed. Her voice is both just the most fragile, tender mm-hmm. voice that obviously you know that modulation at the end is just just destroys your body physically. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then it's just it's it's just a really good song and then you think of just i think you do have to like factor in the kind of like success aspect of it too if we're talking about the best song of all time and like right you can't top it (laughs) yeah no i'm i'm like a i am a huge sucker for big voices Mm -hmm. um and i mean and there's not much bigger than celine dion i hadn't i hadn't listened to this in a while until like a couple years ago there's this record came out as a collaboration between there's ours more ease, um, Jimmy Tamborello from Dintel. And I can't remember who mm-hmm. else, I can't remember who the third, but, and I was, and I was writing a review of it and I kept hearing, like I kept connecting it to that main melody of this song. And I put that in my review and Mari, who is Maury, she messaged me. She's like, Oh my God, how did you pick that out? Like it was a sample from a cover. Wow. <laughs> And so when I like when I did, then I went back and listened to it, and it's and it's, it's kind of been like I've revisited it every so often because it is, it's unbelievable. It's one yeah. of those, yeah. Like I, like you were saying, I get why. I mean, obviously, it's within the context of at the time the biggest movie ever and all of that, but I get why this song was this sort of cultural landmark. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, and I kind of wish I was old enough to appreciate it because when you're younger, I mean, I was. Yeah. 1997 i was eight when this song came out <laughs> and i obviously this was not i was not listening to this song or you know would tolerate yeah. this i would not tolerate anyone listening to the song near me so <laughs> you know as you yeah, get older was, you really appreciate the finer things yeah i mean it was i think it was so that would have been my freshman year of college and mm-hmm. and i didn't want to hear this when i was you know a freshman in college yeah. but then again yeah once i don't know i think it, it it was later in life that i realized how much i love like I'm obsessed with Whitney Houston. Like sure. that's one of my, yeah. and like all of that kind of stuff. And again, like, that's why I love this. I love getting to talk about Celine Dion. Cause I don't yeah. Talk and about you that. just like, I don't know. Once you work with like vocalists a lot, you realize like, mm. whoa, like she's on Like that's, I don't know. It's like, sometimes it, like, it's really hard to quantify. Like what's the difference between like a Wayne Gretzky and like another NHL player right. or whatever. And yeah. like you work with, in in my field, the only way I can compare it is like taking someone like Celine Dion compared yeah. to just an average singer who I work with amazing singers. Like right. But like you hear Celine Dion and you're like, oh my God. Like yeah. I, it's really it's it's just next level. Yeah. That's uh that's I love it. I, yeah. this is one of the songs where I was like, God, what is this gonna be the pick? So for? you li- you listen to the songs but you don't know what they're the answers to. Right. Yeah. Okay, so because cool. it's like and this is a song that I know really well. So but you know, sure. like, I mainly do that because there's there'll be stuff that I don't know and it's would be a really boring conversation. Be like, Well that sounds cool. I <laughs> 
<laughs> um, okay. Well, on a different tack here, what is, um, so what's a song that you used to love, but now not so much. You find it a little bit like you just don't want to listen to it. It doesn't I, quite yeah, hold up. This one came really easily to me. It's a whole lot of love by Led Zeppelin. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just, you know, I appreciate yeah. Led Zeppelin's place in my life. And I am a guitar player and like that's, you know, how it came up sure. and learning all the riffs and every whole lot of love included. And I revisit, I like to revisit a lot of stuff. Like um, there's another song here uh, where I'll, we'll get to, but it's one of my favorite bands of all time. And like, I'll, I'll re-listen to a lot of these bands that I used to be obsessed with that I know like every single note to everything. And I'll just mm -hmm. say like, that's still a banger. And this one, and I listened to it again when I put this on, I was like, it doesn't do it for me. And I think it's not Led Zeppelin's fault um yeah it's just it's just i think it's a little basic i think it the the breakdown i mean the like kind of whole moaning thing is pretentious yeah. and i think it's like didn't date well and just is kind of lame and eye rolly i mean that's that's yeah, how i feel about no. it straight it's totally agree i yeah i know i never i guess i had a led zeppelin moment when i was pretty young but it never was mm -hmm. like a big thing for me but i had this so when i was 10 or something i was obsessed with guns and roses yeah and it's the it's the same thing like i can't i go back and listen to it now it's like oh god yeah yeah um there's the some of them thing. too the moaning oh, thing god. is that's that's kind of what i mean that's truly cringy like that is yeah, it's that's why i picked that it, it is yes it's the definition <laughs> of cringeworthy like no you're one. like like mr plant please we're in a wendy's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> put that away my god um okay well on, on the flip side of that well kind of maybe it's more of a 45 degree angle here but what's a song that a lot of people some group of people most people i don't know but people hate they don't people don't like it but you don't give a shit you love it i don't know i just put this because i just imagine people not liking this song but dynamite by okay. type of cruise is yeah, like oh one my of god, my oh, okay good <laughs> Like, were, you worried, were you worried? Were you worried where that was gonna fall? Okay, this was one of the ones I was like, "Man, we might fight." <laughs> oh, dude, no, I I love this song. Uh, it gets me jacked up. I I forced my my wedding DJ to play it, and <laughs> all me and all my boys like got on the dance floor and we threw our hands up in the oh. air some sometimes. And that, I love the song. It's a, it's a great just, pop song. It's super super fun. It's yeah, it's a banger. It um. I hadn't listened to it in a while, and I, so when I saw it on here, I was like, "Oh, I've," I was like, "I wonder if it's going to hold up because it had been like a couple years, at least years." And I just put it on, and I was, I was telling my wife, "This is like I'm supposed to be listening to all these songs, but I've just had Dynamite on repeat for the last like 30 <laughs> minutes." <laughs> I love that it just kind of comes in really hard, and you know that style of production is very kind of like late 2000s which i get nostalgic yeah. for college about and i have you know i associate this with like my college friends and i associated being at the like horrible bar in evanston right. uh, <laughs> like it's just i and i and i love it and i just loved having it at my wedding too it was really really fun That's i don't know so if people hate fun. this maybe no one hates the song maybe what i don't it? know i i don't know i've never had a conversation about this song other than with my wife and <laughs> like um i think i first heard it I used to watch a lot before my daughter was born. We used to watch a lot of hockey. Um, mm -hmm. My dad is from Detroit. So we grew up watching like the Red Wings. And so, but I remember it was, I would hear this song like in between, like, you know, like dead, 
like face-offs or something yeah and the first i kept hearing it on it was like they would play it every game and i was like it would just get stuck in my head and i didn't know what it was and i was like i gotta figure out what this is and then once i did it was it's like oh my god this rules i think my wife she probably does hate it because i've made yeah. her listen to it so much <laughs> life in a pre-shazam world where you had to struggle to find tayo cruz i know yeah you had to think of you had to like what are, find a few lyrics and see if you could type that in and uh, yeah <laughs> i'm glad you love it so much wow oh, that's awesome i love it good yeah I'm glad i just had to find a place I'd... to i had to find a place to put it in somewhere so <laughs> it's, that was it's, it. hey, it's it's perfect yeah um okay well you just yeah you just got married six months ago Jeez, and congratulations thank you um what what is the most romantic song so I we didn't play this song at our wedding. I just think it's really romantic and it's very basic bitch of me to be honest. But uh I put Moon River, Henry Mancini's Moon River, only because I just think it like I you know, I'm also thinking about it from from my kind of like or the things that inspired me to kind of do film music. And I think the first time mm. I ever heard Moon River and just the soundtrack I had the soundtrack on my iTunes just even before I think I saw the movie because I, I I think the whole soundtrack to Breakfast at Tiffany's is is great, um, and yeah. it, I really love kind of space age exotica cocktail y yes. 60 stuff, um, and uh, and that was my introduction to that. And Moon River just always kind of broke my heart, and I just yeah I I think it's just a beautiful song, and, it, and it's very you know it's obviously a little a little trite cliche or whatever you want to call it now. But every time I hear it, um, I'm like, come on, you just it's a classic for a reason. And and I right. think that's just how I feel. Yeah, I always feel like the like it's like that melody. It feels like it, I don't know. It, to me, it's like this sonic version of like caressing the face of somebody you love or something. It's like so gentle and just. Uh, it's true. And I yeah. I think I almost put I'll, I'll tell you my runner up. I'm seeing if I put this in my other I did. it. OK. I'll tell you my runner-up. I think okay. um, it was gonna be "This Must Be the Place" by Talking Heads, and yeah. <laughs> uh, I that was that was our first dance at our at our oh, wedding, wow. and it I and I was looking at the lyrics for it, and I was just like, it is a really romantic song. Like it is mm -hmm. just like it's it's up tempo and it's fun and it's danceable and it's you know right. got a funky beat and whatever. So it's a different type of romantic, but it is, mm -hmm. I think the, the lyrics are really sweet. And um, so they both kind of, you know, accomplish the same thing differently Man. for me. How, how long did, like, how much time did it take to come up with your, like, wedding playlist? Because I'm, Pre I'm pretty quickly, I'm super man. impressed. Oh, really? Pretty quickly. I think we both were pretty locked in. Like we, okay. we, if there's one thing that we're very locked in over, it is music. And we yeah. just always had that connection. I think that's why, you know, our, sure. our relationship was so successful, but I think we, we picked our, our processional recessional and first dance, like almost immediately actually. So wow. uh, very, very okay. fortunate for that. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, okay. Let's see from there. Oh, this song I always like because it's so so question or a song. The question: <laughs> What is a song that changed your perspective on an artist? And it can be so. I, I when I wrote the, came up with this question to me, it was like in a positive sense. But then I had somebody answer it in a <clears throat> negative, which really surprised me. So now I'm always. I think most people think of it as in a positive sense, but anyway. Yeah, um, I thought about it in a positive sense for sure. Okay. Um, 
And I tried, I actually had this somewhere else. And then I actually saw this question and I said, this actually works a lot better here. So uh, the song is Sade by Kenny G. Um, okay. Unless it's pronounced yeah. Stade, but I'm just pronouncing it the way that the artist is spelled. So S-A-D-E. I um, always thought it was, I assumed it was Sade because of. Yeah, yeah but. right. So <laughs> this is a Kenny G song that it's on the same album as um, uh, Songbird. So that's the album that, like, you know, broke broke him out mm-hmm. and and started the Kenny G verse. And you know, I don't know, Kenny G is like the punchline of of so much, especially sure. growing up. And and I don't know if you ever seen the Kenny G Ringer documentary that they did. I think it was on HBO. You should watch it. No. It's it's okay. just an awesome documentary. It's like just a really succinct kind of like documentary about Kenny G and why just like why he's so divisive. And it's mm-hmm. really, really interesting. Um, okay. But okay. I I randomly met Kenny G at a barbecue. <laughs> like, and I, he was sitting by himself and I went up to him and I just introduced myself and I was like, hey, I am a composer and I just think you're an amazing musician. And I talked to him and he was a super, 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 super nice guy. And then I was <laughs> like, I have to listen to like all this Kenny G now. And I'm really yeah. into like 80s boogie funk mm-hmm. and synth funk. And... I didn't realize that one of my favorite synth funk producers from the 80s, Kashif, produced like two Kenny G albums. And this oh, was I like no early, early mid 80s. So he, this, this producer, Kashif or Kashif, I never know how to pronounce it, but he produced like Evelyn King. Um, you know, like you, everyone knows those songs, like Love Come Down. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I listened to this song. I was like, holy shit, Kenny G is amazing. Like this stuff yeah. is. He's really, and, and I show this song to people when I'm like, yo, Kenny G's actually really good and you have to yeah. respect. Yeah. Um, so this, and this, you know, then once I discovered this song, I was like, oh, I got to go listen to everything. Um, mm-hmm. And it's funny now That's... because I, I watched that documentary and apparently Kenny G doesn't really like the, like the, uh, he doesn't, he doesn't like really love this era of his music, which I think is kind of funny. <laughs> um, like he describes it as like, this wasn't really me. Um, you know, what is him is what he is famous for, which yeah. respect, you know, but like, um, sure. and I like a lot of that stuff too, but, but this is, I heard this and I was like, oh, this, I gotta like actually have this in my rotation of music. Yeah, no, I heard this. I don't know. I can't remember when it was, but I, I remember listening to this thinking like, oh, this is what so many like vaporwave producers are trying to achieve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so there is a track. If you go to listen to the song on YouTube, all the comments are like, "Some vaporwave song brought me here." Like oh, some, wow. some big, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> someone, someone slowed this down by thirty percent, and and it wasn't and, even a sample. They just slowed it down thirty percent, and <laughs> and yeah, they did. So this song is a vaporwave song. Yeah, I forgot what the name of it is. I'm, okay, I'm gonna have to look it up. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I really dig this stuff. Like I'm. Again, I'm with you, like, respect his, you know, the stuff that he does now and has done, but the, this period is so good. And so, and yeah, I don't think most people have a clue that he did this stuff. I, no, I didn't. And I'm pretty yeah. musically, you know, under, <laughs> I, I listen to a lot of things and I just had no, and I listen to this kind of stuff and I just had no idea. Right. <laughs> so it's, uh, I'm very happy that I found it. Well, and I'm, I'm really glad to hear that Kenny G is a, was a nice guy. <laughs> oh, so nice. So nice. Um, okay. So what are your favorite lyrics and either 
a line from song, a verse from song, a whole song. Sure. So um, I will, my favorite band ever, and I'll say this because partially because I, I think they're amazing, but I, the band that got me into music was Pink Floyd. So like I credit Pink Floyd with, mm-hmm. with just so much musical discovery. Uh, and I listened, I know all their albums and I, I'm just like, really, I've always been into them. And they're one of these bands that I did like a total re-listen to of every mm. album, like in the last year. And it taught, like, I, I didn't find anything cringy. And in fact, I just was able to appreciate all of this stuff so, so much more. Nice. So, and one of those, you know, when I was doing the wall, I, I, you know, comfortably numb is just such an unbelievably beautiful song to me. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, I always, whenever I hear the lyrics, I'll just read them. When I was a child, I caught a fleeting glimpse out of the corner of my eye. I turned to look, but it was gone. I cannot put my finger on it now. The child has grown. The dream is gone. I have become comfortably numb. Like it is like the most yeah. heartbreaking lyrics to me, but like insanely beautiful. And I just think about like, I don't know. I, I, I read that and I think about like my grandparents who passed away. <laughs> and I think about like, what, what is that? What is that feeling of like when you're, when you're in your final moments or whatever, you look back and, yeah and the, I don't Jeez. know, man, it's, and it's funny because I actually don't, I like instrumentals a lot more and I've always kind of, mm-hmm. I do, I write instrumentals more and whatever, and lyrics don't, I don't often spend, when I'm listening to rap, I'm not listening to the lyrics and like, <laughs> it's just, that's just how I am. But I, yeah. but I, you know, I just, I, so this was a hard one for me, but I, I knew it was going to be Pink Floyd and then I kind of honed it on that yeah i really it reminds me a little bit like that because it, it's like this kind of heartbreaking line it reminds me of I, the place my brain went was actually um lewis armstrong it's a wonderful world the like sure i see babies cry i watch them grow they'll know much more than i'll ever know like especially having a daughter like i think about those kind of things all the time and there's this connection with these two oh my god and it like right now, I'm getting a little. <laughs> I know. I I'm sure having. Oh man, I'm sure. Like you know, I don't have any kids, but you know, if I have a kid, you know, coming back to these songs, I'm oh. sure they all hit a lot differently. Yeah, it's yeah. It, like I was. I mean, I always loved like like Wonderful Worlds, one of the greatest songs ever. But yeah, um, it definitely started to hit different after, especially. And we had this. Like, you know, those kids books that are like cardboard, you know, we had one that yeah. someone gave us. It was, but it was just the lyrics of it's a wonderful world. Like as a kid's book. And I would try to read it to her when she was, you know, one or something. I couldn't get through it. Oh my <laughs> God. Lose it. <laughs> wow. So yeah, I, so I haven't listened to that in there. a while, but I, I like the Ramon version of that song actually. Yeah. Or the, the Joey Ramon. Yeah. 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 That well, would be. I a, tr- sorry. Go ahead. Uh, Oh, no, go ahead. <laughs> I, I I was trying to think with, you know, w- when you gave me these, I didn't want to be like too esoteric. Like I have some esoteric yeah, stuff, but sure. I kind of wanted to like, my goal was, you know, Omens of Love by T-Square was esoteric. But I, but I, <laughs> a lot of these, I kind of was like, oh, I, I would love to like kind of find songs that like people yeah. might agree with me on here, you know? Yeah. And I always think it's too, like I've, some of the responses I've gotten to some of these are, it's these have made people think about you know songs that we all kind of know but like in different ways or have made them revisit things and like oh god i you know i kind of dismissed this when i was younger 
as we do. And now listening to it, it's like, oh, this is actually, I really like this. And so I get excited when, yeah, it's not just a bunch of <laughs> yeah obscure stuff. Um, totally. <clears throat> what is the last song that you completely fell in love with? Um, so I got really into this band called Drab Majesty. Would you know them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're an LA kind of like dark wave gothy band. And um I discovered them like a I wanna say I guess it must have been two years ago now. But I wow, was that really two years ago? Was that the last song I fell in love with? I probably have <laughs> fallen in love with a song sure. since then, but I think this one just came to me and uh um, yeah. It's called Ellipses, and I, I think I just, I heard it. I was like, holy shit. Like, I didn't even know that, like, people could hit this hard with this style. Um, It's just, like, a really yeah. good modern new wave track. I think the lyrics are really cool. I think the production is incredible. Uh, mm-hmm. And it got me really into the whole band. And, and um, I, I yeah, I just really enjoyed this song. Yeah, I really love this band. I, <clears throat> I can't remember where I first heard them, but it was, I was out somewhere. And it was one of those, it's like, what in... Because at first I wasn't really paying attention and I thought it was like, oh, this is something from, you know, the 80s or because they but then when I kind of realized it wasn't because it has that sort of spirit, but it's also a lot more there's a lot parts that are much more contemporary and totally have their own. And yeah. (laughs) They're so good. I don't know anything about them. I didn't even know they were from L.A. So yeah, they're L.A. They're L.A. I've seen them a couple of times. It's really fun. They put on a fun show. Um but yeah, I guess I got a, it's hard, you know, the reason I kind of was like, oh damn, it's been a couple of years since I've heard that. And <laughs> I couldn't think of another song, but it's like, I, I, the way that I listen to music now is like so stupid. And mm-hmm. I just, you know, things come up on shuffle. I basically like to find playlists and then kind of shuffle them. And that's how mm-hmm. I discover new music or do like radio, you know, and then I like oh, it. Yeah, yeah. And then I, or I put on a playlist and then I'll like, oh, I'll come back to it. And then I like, don't come back to it. Um, so it's just in this giant playlist and i mean look i it's a beautiful thing that we have access to all this music now but it is damn is it hard to like absorb it and and it's something i struggle with all the time Uh, yeah it's i saw some meme the other day about it was about like tv streaming and it was like oh yeah i love to try to find a show and have to look it up look things up on google and then figure out if i have the one of the you know if it's one of the 12 services i have and if not then i got this is this is so much better than getting a dvd it's like i think about that often with streaming music it's like yeah this is it's a blessing and a curse it's too it's it often feels like too much but also you know i don't know that's a whole i i try to listen to if there is an artist i like in particular when a new album comes out i like to do a Mm -hmm. full listen down um and because i still just enjoy that uh mm-hmm. and it's but that is very very uncommon for most people yeah oh yeah i mean even i mean my wife you know we're the same age but she doesn't like we talk about this all the time she she listens doesn't really listen to albums as much or if she does she'll often just have it on shuffle because that's kind of the default yeah. and yeah i like i obsess or like with my own music and stuff i obsess over sequencing it's like a huge i think it's an art form mm. and oh <laughs> whenever she's like oh i don't know i'm like oh god you're killing me i know i i don't oh. shuffle the albums when i listen to an album i do not shuffle okay well good the, we, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah drive majesty is great i need to i would love to see them live. you know they, they, they had a new album that came out see i guess it's kind of an ep they, they're pretty long songs but there's only like five tracks 
Um, I did love it, but it's pretty different. So I okay. give them credit for Is that. Is it new? Like come out this yeah, year? Yeah, I want to say like okay. last month. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay, I haven't heard that. Yeah. I have to look it up. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Well, you know. Um, okay. Well, what's the best hype song? And I'm kind of narrowing uh, it down here. And I'm yeah. Yeah. I, oh, yeah it's probably. <laughs> Yes. Um, and you know, uh, originally this was going to be dynamite. Um, but <laughs> I put that over there and then this song, you know, this is, this is one of my more esoteric picks. I don't know. Do you know these guys, Robs and George and Lincoln Olivetti? I, I know sort of, but I know this song and the okay. song is fuck. Yes. <laughs> it's awesome, man. Hallelujah. Which this is not a winter song. This is a, this is a spring into summer song. Yeah. Um, it's called Alleluia, and it is mostly instrumental, with the exception of the chorus, which just says Alleluia. And yeah. damn, it pumps me up. This was uh, I had my bachelor party. My friend put this on, and we got oh, man. super pumped. Uh, it's just a really feel good song. Great production. It's the you know it's from it's from the uh, uh, I want it. It's early eighties, I want to say, and and it's mm-hmm. um. Um, the same producers who did like Marcus Valle and it's, it's Brazilian, you know, Brazilian disco funk. Right. Uh, yeah. Style. It's so, it's just like ecstatic and like celebratory and this, yeah, this could have been the song that this would, I I thought this would have been the one that puts you in a better, like put you in a better mood. For sure. Because, yeah. It it's does the same. About it. Yeah. Um, it's so good and oh my god it's so good it's so good and and the musicianship is top notch some of the like the the horns on it are in particularly yes. incredibly like stevie wonder-esque um horn yeah. arrangements that are that you could just tell in the studio they had to do a thousand times because it is it is tight <laughs> and they have like nine instruments playing the same kind of patterns but it i when i say that it sounds like oh this is kind of like an out there you know fusiony thing or whatever but it's not this is actually pretty poppy um so it, it's a great song it's got it's one of those things it's like it's super approachable but yeah when you i think when you kind of if you pay close attention to it you like which you don't need to because it's just a vibe that is so yeah. good but when you do you realize oh there's a lot of really interesting and weird stuff going on here <laughs> yeah totally yeah, i really love it i would i would recommend your listeners uh check this one out yeah, if you're suffering from seasonal depression, like just go <laughs> put this like turn the lights up bright, put this on, and maybe it'll help. I don't. Know. I know it's it's you know it's raining in LA actually, first time of the season today, and oh, uh, I was and I put on Bill Evans, and I was like, damn, this is super nice. Like yeah. finally a rainy day because actually it's been <clears throat> really hot this November, and it's been Hallelujah days this entire month, and now it is a rainy day. It's been. I mean, it's been like that here. It's been 70, 75 and sunny mm-hmm. almost every day in November. And it's, and it's nice, but I'm also, I'm, I live in Oklahoma. I want some fucking seasons. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, all right. Well, all right. Now we're in the home stretch. Now we got the two big ones. Uh, so we're going to start with, not start, but start this section with what's the song that means the most to you? I mean, so I, I was looking at the two left, and I actually think they're almost interchangeable. So it'd be interesting okay. if you got this correct. But the song that means the most to me is In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel. Is that what you thought? Okay. No, I thought it was the other way around. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> so the, so the, uh, the reason, and this is, this is the last time I'll talk about my wedding, but that was a <laughs> processional. And so we didn't have, um, I'll start really quickly, on our second date, 
I brought my now wife to a bar that had karaoke. The same bar that Shereya McHale worked at, Hyperion Public. Oh, man. And they did karaoke every Thursday, and we just went and they were doing karaoke. And I sang on my second date with oh my, my wife. God. I sang In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel. And that... I, I love the song. I'm not a horrible singer. I just, like, loved it. It was such a good vibe. When you, when you sing that at a karaoke zone, people, like... Yeah cheer for you um everyone loves this song so it made me look really cool and i just i mean it's a beautiful beautiful song and then i think it was like when we were deciding what song to walk down the aisle to this just like came up Mm. and it was like yeah okay great like it's a beautiful song it's a great song for for that type of thing and and then of course it has just a lot of meaning to us and now it means so much more to us now of course and i i we only had us in our in our wedding so it was just me and my parents walking down when he starts the vocals when he started when he goes love oh that was horrible love whatever <laughs> whatever he, yeah i walked down and then the pre-chorus when it goes all my instincts when like the drums come in is when my uh-huh. wife came down and oh everyone God. i will never forget this i just got chills everyone stood up and just started clapping and it was so, you know, you go to weddings and, and, and people walk down the aisle and it's just kind of like you're just smiling and standing up. But people were rowdy. And like, wow. look, my job is syncing music to, yeah, to, 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 moments. To, to moments, right? <laughs> and I was like, this is when, you know, Natanya has to walk down the aisle. Like, she's got to come at that moment. And it was electric. And now it just means so much to me. And we actually just saw Peter Gabriel last month. He played in L.A. And this was the, uh, the encore. And it was awesome. Wow. Yeah, that was awesome. Man, that's I I don't use this word often, but that is like truly epic to Thank like, you. <laughs> it was ha- epic. And especially have it yeah, sync to that moment when the drums that comes in. Oh yeah. It was uh, it was just a beautiful moment. <laughs> it was a beautiful, beautiful moment. And it's a beautiful song. I think it, it's like a really just production, lyrics, oh, music, really all-timer. interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. and everyone loves it. Like who doesn't like that song? Yeah, did so second date. You guys say that's that's amazing. That's awesome. I know it's crazy how, to think about it now. How long? How long ago was that? Roughly that was ten years ago. Oh wow! Yeah, that's like, man, is that like one of those moments where you're like, okay, this is something different? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. I just was like, I'm just gonna. I like the song, and I've sung it at karaoke before, so I'm just gonna sing it right now. Um, and, uh, it was, yeah, just perfect to bring it back to the, to the wedding. That's amazing. That's, it is, uh, I think you could also say that like, if someone, if you want to make the case that this is like the greatest song of all time, I would yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it's that for sure. Good. <laughs> for sure. He's, he's a genius. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. So Zach Robinson, we're at the end here. What is your favorite song? So, I mean, obviously a ridiculous question, but it, yeah. the the song also could be the song that means the most to me. Um, but what my favorite song is, and is it a song? I don't know. It's a track from a soundtrack, and it's called Ecstasy of Gold by Ennio Morricone. And yeah. I picked this one, and I'm sure you all know it. Uh, and if you don't recognize the name, you'd probably recognize the, the, the music. It's from The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. And... Um, it is what got me into film music, like plain and simple, like watching this movie 
listening to this soundtrack, um, listening to the soundtrack of my iPod, like this track on repeat, just thinking about it, you know, to picture or not to picture and just seeing the power. This, this scene, you know, Ecstasy of Gold and, and the Mexican standoff, it's oh. it's a long sequence. Like it is like mm-hmm. a 15 minute, they're standing there for like 15 minutes and it is nothing without this piece of music. No. Like it is yeah. the piece of music, the cue like makes the scene, it makes the movie, it ties it all together. And it's just an amazing melody um the arrangement is beautiful the solo trumpet arguably is maybe oh. one of the most iconic you know uh instruments and sounds associated with film music ever yeah um yeah. so i i really i just i have a framed picture of Andrew Marconi in my studio so I, like awesome. i i yeah. really i really i i it means a lot it's yeah i mean it's it's like the height of film scoring it yeah. is it, it's and it's one of those that you know i mean all the so many of like i love when a score because just even take take it outside of the movie and it's just this it's like a brilliant album just to listen to yeah, you know i mean like right 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 and like those are i i, I did an episode with this recently with robert aki aubrey low mm-hmm. um and we I, we were talking about that and i was just thinking about like his his scores it's like it just sounds like and one of your albums like it, it's like i can listen to it as an album and then you see it in the context of the you know in the documentary or the movie or whatever and it has this whole other life and that but yeah this i mean yeah that trumpet is i mean that's got to be one of the most iconic and the solo voice yeah the soprano oh. on that and and i think that's the best compliment you could ever give to a film composer is I can, I can listen to your soundtrack and it sounds like an album is is like the the best compliment you can give because I think it's uh it is at least my personal goal is to always create something that is standalone. Sometimes you know sometimes you gotta you gotta clock in sure. and you gotta just write some music that's under some dialogue and that's it. But you know one of the the real beautiful things about Cobra Kai that I'm so grateful for is that the music <laughs> has really just kind of stood on its own without the picture and people every day. And getting messages of people saying, you know, I, I listened to this while I worked out today. And, That's awesome. and you know, I listened to this or I listened to this like to cry today because me and my girlfriend <laughs> broke up. Like I've gotten a lot of this stuff and it, I, hey, that is like to what. Yeah, there's nothing better. So no, I mean, um, that's, that's what connects us all as freaking human beings. Man. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Those moments. And that's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's I always I, I like I'm glad to hear that because I always wonder when I say those things like this just is I like this as an album I'm not even because there's I mean there are plenty of film scores I don't even know if I've seen the movie um, right I mean right. Robert has his has this new one out that is so good and I haven't seen the documentary and I want to but it's like even if I never it's like it's just a cool record <laughs> like that's again just amazing yeah. and it also is credit to you know not to get too weedsy into like how we do it over here but like it's credit to the directors and the producers and whoever mm. uh to allow a lot of the composers to create cool music like a lot of the yeah. times it's hard to take risks and i'm learning the more and more i do it that um the risks really pay off when you take a risk and you show something that you don't think is going to get approved or like is a little out of the box when it gets approved and and if you believe in it it's like wow then you have something that you can really be proud of right um and i'm discovering more and more that it's way worth it to take those risks so but you have to work with collaborators who who are willing to 
be open to different types of things. So I always, whenever I hear a great score, I always also give credit to the to the director there. That's that is awesome. That is good to know. That is a really good place to wrap this up. So okay, so remind us, you've got. I keep forgetting what's the Netflix series that's coming out. Obliterated. November. Obliterated. Obliterated. And then yep. Cobra Kai season six. Six. Coming yeah. Next year. There's a lot year. of, yeah, there's a few things that are coming out in between then, which I can't talk about quite yet, but they're pretty cool okay. and I'm excited for it. Um, but everyone should check out Obliterated. That is, that is, I'm, I'm yes. really hawking that. Awesome. All right. Well, everybody keep an eye on your social media and website and you'll, be able to see what's coming up too awesome well thank you zach this was a lot of fun thank you so much for having me it's, it's so much fun i love talking about music which i just don't often get to do all right once again a million thousand hundred billion thanks to zach robinson for taking the time to to do this to talk about some great stuff oh man i Apparently, like in the last couple of weeks, got to talk about Celine Dion, and I'm I am so here for that, you know, Celine Dion rules. So, and it's really sad what she's going through. Anyway, um, I I urge you all to 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 check out Zach's website, follow him on social media on Instagram to keep up with what he's doing, and it's fun because you you might learn about like a show or a movie or you know something like that that you might not have been on your radar, but you're like, oh, Zach's doing the music for it, so I want to check this out. That's exactly what happened to me with um, this new one, Obliterated. So check that out. Check out the DAD album. Uh, as always, you can find a link to a playlist on YouTube of all of his picks, and there are some good ones. I think you'll be really surprised by that Kenny G song. Um, as for me, you know where to find me on social media. Just for, search for Foxy Digitalis on all the places. Um, join the Patreon, patreon.com slash Digitalis. Would love to have you over there. You get these episodes a week early, and there's a whole extra Patreon section for each one with some more conversation and questions and just general fuckery. So with that, I hope everybody is rolling here in December, and until we meet again, I don't know where I'm really going to meet, but uh, anyway, keep on listening to whatever the hell you want. <laughs>